0: Log Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to Live Without Limits, Reach Personal Success on a Daily Basis. Today's show is titled Bouncing Back, Mastering Emotional Resilience for a Thriving Life. I'm your host, David Shensky, and in today's episode, we're going to delve into the world of emotional resilience, a key component to overcoming adversity and achieving personal and professional success. So let's unlock your potential and conquer those limiting beliefs together. Emotional resilience is our ability to stressful situations or crisis. And that is our ability to adapt to stressful situations. It's about bouncing back from difficult experiences and not letting them define us. It's our inner capacity to recover quickly from challenges, to spring back into shape after being bent, stretched, or compressed. This resilience isn't about touching it out or grinning and veering it but rather understanding how we can effectively manage life's ups and downs. In the face of adversity and stress, emotional resilience is more than just important. It's essential. It's the difference between handing and handling pressure and losing your cool between bouncing back and breaking down. It's not about avoiding stress, but embracing it, using it to forge stronger, more capable version of ourselves. So in this fast-paced, ever-changing world, emotional resilience is a key still to cultivate. It helps us to navigate the challenges of work, relationships, health and personal growth. It's the foundation of mental health and well-being and it's a skill that can be developed and strengthened over time. So let's dive in and explore how we can build our emotional resilience and use it to thrive in our lives. So understanding what emotional resilience is So it is the ability to mentally and emotionally cope with a crisis or to return to your pre-crisis status quickly. It's about bouncing back from adversity and moving forward. It's not about avoiding the difficulty, but effectively managing and learning from the difficult experiences So let's break down the key components for emotional resilience. The first thing to think about is adaptability. This is the ability to adjust to new conditions or changes in life. It's about being flexible and willing to modify our thoughts, behaviors, and actions according to the situation at hand. Optimism is about maintaining a positive outlook in life even in the face of adversity. It's about believing in positive outcomes and seeing challenges as opportunities for growth rather than threats. Emotional awareness, this involves recognizing and understanding our own emotional and the emotions of others about being aware of how we're feeling, why we're feeling that way, and how our emotions can affect our thoughts and behaviors. So these components work together to create a resilient mindset By developing these skills, we can better navigate life's challenges, recover from setbacks, and ultimately lead a more fulfilling and successful life. Factors that influence emotional resilience. There are several factors that can influence our emotional resilience, so let's dive into a few of them. Upbringing. The environment in which we grow up can significantly impact our emotional resilience. If we were encouraged to express our feelings and taught coping strategies during our childhood, we might develop a higher level of emotional resilience. I'm going to dive into this a little bit because it's the family situation that I grew up in really hits this so well, and and it helps you understand the dynamics of how a family works. I grew up in a family that my father came from a home where there was a lot of physical abuse. My mother came from a home where there was a lot of mental, emotional, and verbal abuse. And together, when they came together and combined all of those toxic relationships into how they raise their children. One of them is narcissistic and controls everything and is so petty and jealous of her own sisters that she literally abuses them. Two of her sisters were born with disabilities and were constantly being bombarded with with negativity and how they were never going to amount to anything. The difference between me and my older sister is my older sister's behavior pattern was very introverted and needed a lot of encouragement to succeed. But because she was given a lot of negativity and because she so desperately wanted their love that she allowed them to beat her down so badly that she's so lost today and doesn't even know how to take care of herself and i have literally had to disassociate with them just to take care of my own mental health because it's better being away from them than it is being around them they get me so hyped up that i literally have to detox from them to be able to live a full life. Therefore, if I have learned, have no relationship with anyone who's toxic. Personal experiences, our past experiences, both positive and negative, shape our emotional resilience, overcoming challenges and adversity, can strengthen our resilience while traumatic experiences might make us more vulnerable. However, it's important to remember that vulnerability is not a weakness. And with the right support and tools, we can enhance our own resilience. One thing that I learned from growing up, it's just how strong I am and because my personality was so outgoing that I, when I interacted with other people, I learned how to get the support I needed from them. And that was how I was able to overcome what was going on in the home. But I can tell you this much, by going back when I was in college. And studying psychology and studying mental health and working in those industries is what has helped me get where I am today, along with the fact my strength comes from the struggle that I went through as a child and learning that I can take care of myself and that I can succeed. Mental health. Our mental health plays a crucial role and our emotional resilience conditions like depression anxiety or post-traumatic stress disorder can affect our ability to cope with stress and adversity it's essential to seek help and support when dealing with mental health issues to build resilience now it's important to note that while These factors can influence our own emotional resilience. Resilience is not a fixed trait. It's not something we're born with and stuck with. It's a skill that we can develop and strengthen over time, just like a muscle. The whole and the more that we use and train our resilience the stronger it becomes. So no matter where you are in your journey, remember that it's never too late to build and enhance your emotional resilience. This is something I want to say because I think it's so important. If if a parent cares for one child over another, that they allow them to abuse their other siblings, and continue to abuse it, because they have gotten away with it, they will continue to do it all their lives. But just remember, whatever goes around, comes around, because there will be a day when you're going to need the other people in your family. And if you've alienated them or abused them to the point that they want nothing to do with you, then what's going to happen is you're going to be the one that's lost everything. Strategies to build emotional resilience. Building emotional resilience is a journey, not a destination. It's about equipping ourselves with tools and strategies to navigate life's ups and downs. So here are some practical strategies that can help mindfulness and meditation. These practices can help us stay present and engaged in our lives rather than worrying about the past or the future. They can also help us manage stress and anxiety, which are often barriers to emotional resilience. Start with just a few minutes a day and gradually increase the time as you become more comfortable with the practice. Maintaining a positive outlook. While it's important to acknowledge and validate all of our feelings, cultivating a positive outlook can help us navigate challenging situations. This doesn't mean ignoring the negative, but rather choosing to focus on potential opportunities and solutions, building strong relationships, having strong network significantly enhance our emotional resilience. This could be family, friends, or a support group. These relationships can provide emotional support, practical help, and a sense of belonging. Seeking professional help. If you're finding it difficult to cope with stress, adversity, or emotional challenges, don't hesitate to seek professional help, therapists, counselors, and other mental health professionals can provide valuable tools and strategies to enhance emotional resilience. Building emotional resilience takes time and practice. Be patient with yourself and celebrate your progress along the way. Now, also want to do is talk a little bit about Some things that can truly get you to what it is that you need to think about. Because remember, as we wrap up today's episode, I want to emphasize once again the importance of emotional resilience. It's not just about surviving the storms of life, but learning how to dance in the rain. It's about turning adversity into a stepping stone for growth and transformation. So, my background is psychology and mental health. And I can tell you this much. I grew up with a disability around the time that... There were no laws guaranteeing people with disabilities the right to an education or employment. And in my mother's eyes, all she ever wanted was to keep and hold me back so that she could get free money from the government and get food stamps. But all she ever wanted was to handout. And all she ever preached into my sister was how poor she was and how poor she was. And she bought into it because when my father passed away, he basically, instead of setting up the three separate trusts to guarantee that my mother would not steal from us. He left her in charge of everything with the idea that she would do the right thing and set up the three trusts. But my mother was the type of person that she she herself was very, in, in many ways, mentally ill due to her upbringing. Because my grandmother came from Europe, didn't know any better, and was only repeating the behaviors that she had learned in her home. My grandfather came from a much better family, but he had poor eyesight, and you've got to remember what the times were like at the very beginning of the 20th century. You didn't have the technology that you have today. And my grandmother fought with him every day they were married to the point that he literally had to get away from her. And what he would do is he would travel around and then he would come back and stay with her for a little while. And every time he left, she was pregnant. So she had ten children, of which one was a set of twins. One twin died when they were a year old, and my mother was the the other twin. That deep down she knew she had a twin, but it was not something that she was very conscious of. And literally ten days before she passed away, she finally mentioned what her twin's name was, had never mentioned it up until then, always just said, my twin. Her resilience was she wanted someone that could leave her financially secure. She got that, but in the process, it was not a very good marriage because there were two toxic people coming from two toxic homes, dating a... To come, I always said my grandmother's lucky that none of her children had nervous breakdowns, but her grandchildren did, because her children did not look for better when they got married. They married people who came from very unhealthy homes, but you also have to remember That in those times, people did not, what was considered discipline in those times today can be considered abuse. So they didn't know any different. And you didn't have the agencies that serve people as they do today. Therefore, if you understand how to, Deal with resilience and know that you want to change your mindset. There's opportunities to do it today. There's exercises, there's courses, there's different things that you can take today online. In fact, I have a website, the number one selfimprovementuniversity.com. That's a membership site that has various courses on resilience, on mindset, and various aspects of personal growth to help you communicate better and have better relationships. And if you know how to have better relationships, then you can have a legacy that you can leave someone else. Because the legacy that my mother left is the abuse in the home. And I have my, my sister who controls everything. If it was not the fact that my father was a lawyer and sat down with a stockbroker and set up certain investments, we would have been left nothing. Because my mother knew nothing from investments. But my sister constantly thanks my mother and talks about how my mother bought the Coke stock and then lies and says she bought it with rollover bonds. The fact of the matter is my mother knew nothing from that industry. And you've got to remember, she was born in 1918, and women at that time didn't walk outside the home didn't know how to manage money, just basically lived on what their husband's made. So that understanding that, understanding where that comes from, helps you understand why there's so much talk today about emotional resilience and overcoming your early childhood. And remember, emotional resilience is not a trait that only some people possess. It's a set of behaviors, thoughts, and actions that can be learned and developed by everyone. It's about understanding that setbacks are a part of life, and it's our response to those setbacks that truly define us. The strategies we've discussed, mindfulness and meditation, Maintaining a positive outlook, building strong relationships, seeking professional help when needed are all tools you can use to build emotional resilience. So start small and be consistent. And remember, it's okay to ask for help. So by understanding that, by understanding where you come from, By understanding exactly how you can take and relate to what's going on in your life. But here's the thing. You have to decide you want to change. And when you decide you want to change, you have to understand that it's going to isolate you from your family because they're not going to want to change. They love having that control over you. They love being able to abuse you. They love being able to use you to pick up their own mental, emotional, bad behaviors and allow them to take what they see as your weaknesses because, remember, And I I think this is so important to talk about is we each have different behavior patterns and each of us respond in certain ways within that family. Why? Because this is what makes the family work cohesively. And when even one person changes their behavior, then there's a breakdown in that relationship between family members, and they're going to try and pull you back. Many years ago, before my mother passed away, I happened to be staying with her, and I had changed in many ways, and all I ever tried to do was repair the relationship with her by talking to her, trying to work through it, but she did not want to have an a different kind of relationship with me other than an abusive one on her terms. So what did she do? Because she couldn't control me, she went and sat in her sister's house for a week and then went to the courts to try to serve me papers saying that I was violent. And yes, I get angry and I fall back in other behaviors. But I'm not a violent person. But I will talk about the things that they've done to me. And they don't like that. They think they have a right to abuse someone and keep control over them and keep doing the things that they've always done. Therefore, you have to decide whether or not you want to stay in in an abusive, disrespectful relationship that has done nothing but put you negative mindsets or rather you're going to be successful and they don't want to see you succeed because then it shows them just how insecure they feel about themselves because they have jealousy over you and what you've achieved in life because they can't do the things they wanted to do. My sister worked for Saks Fifth Avenue for 20 years. And while she worked with them, she would make long-distance phone calls on their lines until they started making the employees put in their ID number. And when she worked as a teacher, she worked 30 years, but here's the thing. The first 19 years, she never stayed in the same school more than a year or two, never got along with the other teachers, never got along with the principal. Then after 19 years, she had to quit teaching for three years before she could go back and get her last 11 years in. And the final year that she taught, she had to change school systems, and yet You can't tell me that was not because she had a lot of problems getting along with because she's very jealous. She and my mother would sit and talk about how much money people had in the bank, the kind of cars they drove, the kind of home they lived in, how much money in the bank. And all of that influenced her relationship with people around her so that whatever friends she had, they all eventually went by the wayside. And she is so abusive over her sisters and wants all the money for herself because she feels so insecure that she needs that money to give herself power. And remember, you can go to my website, the number one, personal career coach.com and sign up for coaching or you can sign up for my membership site the number one self improvement university.com and take courses and if you really need help I suggest that you go to the mental health community centers